0: Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the precious gift it is to have your word in front of us this morning. So many people around the world do not have this gift, but we do. And Lord, we thank you for it, and we pray that you may bless it, as bless our time this morning as we study it. We pray that we may indeed have insight into what your word has said, and may it spur us on to be faithful to yourself. And we pray this in your son's name. Amen. Well, I'm quite thankful that milk in our household is on the way out. We used to have a lot more people in our house drinking milk. uh, And one of the reasons why I'm thankful that it's on the way out is because the sheer number of bottles that need to be washed up if someone is living continuously on milk or even just living uh, partially on milk. I was so thankful when we moved to our new house that we had a dishwasher in that house, because then you can just put all the bottles and all those teats on the top row of the dishwasher, turn it on and forget about it until, of course, Jill has to empty it uh, the next day. It's so wonderful that we have this dishwasher because it was helpful for us as we had this large quantities of milk being consumed in our house. But that has changed We've actually, Jill yesterday, went through the kitchen cupboards, something she probably should have done a little while ago, considering how little we've been using milk for a while, and got out all the bottles from the kitchen cupboards and tied them up in a plastic bag, and we're going to put them away in storage just in case. Uh, we need them in the future. I'm not sure about needing them in the future, but we shall see. And so she's taken those bottles, and there were so many of them because our first child liked one particular type of bottle. Our second child didn't like that type of bottle and went for a different type. And so we had to have duplicates of pretty much everything. I'm so pleased that milk is on the way out. Why is it on the way out in our household? Well, because some people who used to drink a lot of milk don't drink it anymore. And that's because it's babies, infants, that live on milk. And that's what we're going to be taught this morning. That's one of the truths we're going to be looking at as we come to Hebrews chapter 5, verse 13 and 14, the verses that we're going to be studying this morning together. I encourage you, if you've got a black church Bible, have it open to page 1187, 1187. And little number 13 from chapter 5 teaches us, my first main point this morning, that infants live on milk. Infants live on milk. We see it in verse 13. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. Certain people need milk. Even this text tells us that as well. Look at verse 12. It says, in fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. But then the key sentence for this morning's discussion is, you need milk, not solid food. Some people really do need milk. They can't have anything else. They need milk. And that is what the author has told us in verse 13, in which we all intuitively know if we've had any contact with children is that it's infants that need milk. Milk is not inherently bad. We should never think that milk is a problem and we should never have milk in our diets. No, for children particularly, it is of vital importance to their lives. If you give a child solid food, it will not be able to digest it. And it may even be harmful for their stomach. They need milk. But we also need to remember that milk is only a passing phase. Living on milk all the time is only a passing phase. Infants are expected to grow out of drinking milk all the time, as our kids have, and I'm so pleased about. The question then is, what is the next phase? Infants are ones who drink milk. What is the next phase? Well, that brings me to my second main point this morning. Adults live on solid food. Adults live on solid food, and we see that in verse 14 of our text. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 14, it says... But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Solid food is for who? Well, for adults, for those who have matured, those who have grown up, those who are not immature, but those who are actually mature. And they use it constantly. We see that in verse 14. It says, But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Adults eat solid food constantly. Maybe not so constantly. we have got to be careful about how you use that word. But uh, some people graze continuously through the day like a cow. But uh, I don't recommend it. Um, it is not a good way to go. But we are meant to be regularly having food in our diets. And milk is something that is on the way out. Now, that doesn't mean you don't have any dairy in your diet. We at our household, we still have milk and often we do for special treats have flavoured milk in our household. Strawberry and chocolate milk, you can't go wrong there. But we don't drink it on a regular basis. We have solid food in our diets because we have become mature in our household. But the question is why bother growing out of milk? Why stop drinking milk? Why not just have milk all the time And not move on to solid food. Why don't you want to be an infant? Why do you want to be an adult? Why do you want to be mature? And that brings me to my third main point this morning. Adults are discerning. Adults are discerning. Adults are able to discern their actions and make decisions. And we see that in verse 14. It's the next thing that's taught in verse 14. It says, but solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Distinguish or discern good from evil. And that is the benefit of being an adult, is you get to distinguish things in your life and make decisions. You get to be discerning and decide what is a good thing for you to do and what is an evil or a bad thing for you to do. Let's face it, sometimes I am jealous of infants. I mean, what do they do all day? They eat and they sleep. it looks like a pretty good life and I sometimes wonder why didn't I take greater advantage of it or at note when I was an infant of how wonderful life actually is and people cart you around you don't even have to walk they carry you or they have these little carriages that they put you in and they push you around everywhere a wonderful life eat sleep what more could you want well after a while you start to realize that it's not that great a life because let's face it somebody else makes all the decisions in your life for you. And some decisions you don't like being made for you. You want to do things yourself. As you grow up, you get more and more impatient of this. And they say the terrible twos is that stage where children suddenly realise that they want different things in their life and their parents don't necessarily want what they want. And there's this conflict that happens in the home. As a child starts to recognise, as they're becoming mature, that they can distinguish different things in their life and they make decisions as what is a good thing for them and what is a bad thing for them, just like it says here in verse 14. But solid food is for the mature who, by constant use, have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. And so the child, by eating solid food, grows up and then starts to make decisions in their life. Whereas, let's face it, if you fed someone milk, regularly not just when they're an infant but as they're getting older as they've been in the in the world for a couple of years and then more years would they be able to make decisions in their life no because of course they're not maturing they're not getting the vitamins that they need in their lives so that their bodies develop and of course their brains develop if you fed someone on milk for their entire life how long would that life actually be It wouldn't be a healthy existence. They would need other people to help make decisions in their life. They might be able to make some decisions. But they're going to be a severe invalid because they've only been living on milk. And so it is by eating solid food that adults can actually start to make decisions. The solid food comes into their bodies. They start to have those vitamins that they need to develop and particularly their brains to develop so they can then distinguish good actions from evil actions and what they want to do with their lives. Okay, so now you know all about baby food and adult food, and you may be wondering, where is this headed this morning? Is this a biology lesson from the Bible? I mean, the Bible teaches lots of things, and it does teach biology. Is that what we're learning this morning? Well, the author has more, than, more to teach us than just simple biology. He knows that there's a great parallel from the physical, biological world, and the spiritual world as well. There's a great parallel. This is just an illustration to help bring out the truth that he wants to tell his readers in this letter. And so that brings me to my fourth main point this morning. Spiritual infants live on elementary truths. Spiritual infants live on elementary truths. And we've seen that. We've, we've looked at this before when we looked at uh, verses 11 and 12 and how the... the, the Readers of Hebrews are said to be people who should be able to teach elementary truths, but then they need to be taught all over again, so they are spiritual infants. And what are those elementary truths? What is the milk that these people have had? Well, we see that in chapter 6, verse 1 through to verse 2, which we'll look at in coming weeks. The elementary truths are there in verse 1. It says, therefore, let us leave the elementary truths, which could be called milk, about Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again the foundations of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God, instructions about baptism, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. These are elementary truths. Now, remember, milk is a good and valuable thing for infants. We don't say milk is bad, full stop. Yes, people do need milk. They do need these elementary truths. But They should be growing and developing. They're needed at an early stage, but we go on to more meaty subjects. There should be a progression, just as we see with infants growing up to be adults. So there should be a progression with Christians. Baby Christians, yes, need milk. They need to have those elementary truths taught to them. But then in time, there should be a progression. There should be a coming to maturity. And that brings me to my fifth main point this morning. What is the solid food we need to look at? Well, my fifth main point this morning is spiritual adults live on teaching about righteousness. Spiritual adults live on teaching about righteousness. What is the solid food for the Christian? Well... It's teaching about righteousness. And we see that in verse 13. It says, anyone who lives on milk being still an infant is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. An infant is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. Whereas we could say, reverse it around, an adult is acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. So if we want to mature in the faith, if we want to become mature Christians and not infants living on milk, elementary truths, then we need to be digesting, being acquainted, or another way to translate it would be to be experienced or skilled in teaching about righteousness. Now the question is, what righteousness? What does that mean in verse 13? Is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. Righteousness is a broad subject. Whose righteousness is being spoken of here? Well, some people think that it's the righteousness about their own lives, moral righteousness, about the way to live, what is right doctrine, what is wrong doctrine, and about what is right behaviour and what is wrong behaviour. But I don't think that is what is being taught here in verse 13. That is not the righteousness that we should be acquainted with if we are spiritually mature, because I think that comes in verse 14. Verse 14. This whole idea of right and wrong behaviour. Our righteousness is in verse 14 where it says, But solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Good from evil, discerning your own way of living. I think what is being said here in verse 13 about teaching about righteousness is Jesus Christ's righteousness. Because let's face it, that is what the book of Hebrews is all about. That is what he is going to go on and talk about in subsequent chapters is the righteousness of Jesus Christ, the way Christ lived when he was here on earth and the work that he did, which was indeed righteous work, the work that he did of being a high priest who offers a great sacrifice, a sacrifice that pays for the sins of all those who trust in him. He did such a marvellous righteous work And as we study that, we then are digesting solid food. We're taking solid food into ourselves and starting to mature. And that is what the readers of Hebrews needed to do. They were considering abandoning Christ and his righteousness. They were thinking of going back to Judaism. And so the author has written them this letter all about Christ's righteousness and he's pointed out to them that that is what they need to be digesting. They cannot be infants who are just simply living on milk. They need to be adults, spiritual adults, who are digesting Jesus' righteousness. They should be hearing Jesus' righteousness in their own reading of the scriptures, just as you should be. The, author, uh, the readers should be listening to people preach about Jesus Christ and his righteousness, just as you should be if you want to ingest solid food into you. Should be meeting with others, encouraging one another, speaking about Christ's righteousness. But you may say, oh, well, why should I do that? Why bother growing up in the Christian faith? Surely, if I am a Christian, then I'm saved and it's all okay. I don't really need to grow up. I can just stay immature. After all, let's face it, milk is easy to digest. We see that with infants, they just drink it on down. And even as an adult, particularly if it's flavoured milk, oh, it's very easy to take on board. You don't have to chew. The best kind of food is the food that you don't have to chew because then, of course, you don't have to expend energy chewing it up. You just take it on board. It's wonderful. That's why ice cream is so wonderful as well. Some people do chew their ice cream, though, which is a bit strange. But I like to lick mine and it just goes on down off a cone. Now, you may say, why don't I just stick to milk? It sounds bothersome. If I have to learn about Christ's righteousness, it involves chewing. It involves hard work. I've got to come along to church, which is a pain on a Sunday morning. I've got to meet with other people, and I, I don't like other people much. I've got to take the Bible out and actually read it. That requires chewing. Much easier to just have a little taste of Christianity, get the basics down pat, and then move on. And I'll be okay. Well, we've got to remember that we're meant to be growing as Christians and making decisions in our life. Because let's face it, you might like to stay as an infant, But eventually the world catches up with you and your parents aren't going to live forever and you're going to have to start making decisions in your life. And it's the same as a Christian. You can stay spiritually mature, but eventually you're going to have to make some pretty hard decisions in your life. And that's where you need to have been digesting solid food because then you can start making those. And it brings me to my sixth main point this morning. Spiritual adults are discerning. Spiritual adults are discerning. And we see that in verse 14, as we've already seen about infants, in the physical world, in biology, they eat solid food so they can then grow up and make decisions, and it's the same with us as Christians. Verse 14, But solid food is for the mature who, by constant use use of Christ's righteousness, have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. You don't just eat solid food with no real purpose. It's with a purpose to being able to make decisions. And so you don't just digest information about Christ's righteousness for no purpose. You're digesting it so that you can actually make decisions. You can distinguish good from evil, which means you grow up and can start to live righteously before God and not unrighteously. You're no longer living like an infant, a baby Christian, and making dumb decisions. Because let's face it, early Christians can make some pretty stupid decisions in their lives because they haven't fully understood Christ in all his righteousness and they haven't grown up. And we see that, an example of it in the Corinthian church. Paul actually says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 1, he says, Brothers, I could not address you as spiritual, but as worldly, mere infants in Christ. They're in Christ, but they're infants. And then in verse 2, he says, I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. You are still worldly. How does he know they're still not ready? Well, he says, For since there is jealousy and quarrelling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere men? For when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos, are you not mere men? What after all is Apollos, and what is Paul? Only servants, through whom you came to believe, as the Lord has assigned to each his task. What was going on in the Corinthian church? They were quarrelling. What do children love to do? Quarrel. Have fights. Have disagreements with one another. Over silly issues like, I follow Paul, I follow Apollos, I follow Christ. They're making distinctions that aren't there. You see that with kids. They're making distinctions about things that are of no value, no issue. They're splitting hairs just to have a fight. And that's what happens with new Christians who haven't understood Christ in all his righteousness. They haven't grown up in the faith. And so they're having fights, they're making poor decisions, they're behaving like infants. And you may say, how if I study Christ and all his righteousness, his sacrifice given, his, his work as a high priest, the covenant that he brings, which will be spoken of in Hebrews in later chapters as well, how does that then help me to make decisions about right from wrong? Well, I've got two ways for you. Firstly, when you understand Christ and his righteousness, that it's his righteousness that comes over to your account when you become a Christian, that you are right before God, you are justified before God because of Christ's righteousness, well, then that keeps you from works righteousness. And there's two ways you can struggle with works righteousness. One is by doing works of righteousness for idols. We all struggle with idols in our lives. We worship different things in our lives, and often it's other people around us. We love praise from other people, and that can become an idol. And we actually serve those other people. We're doing works of righteousness for them so that they will like us. But it can be with lots of things. Money. We can serve it all the time, doing works of righteousness to serve the idol of money. But when you start to fully understand Christ and his righteousness and what he has done for you, then you recognize that nothing else is worth serving. Praise from men. Why should I want that when I get praise from Christ if I follow Him in faithfulness? Praise for money? Having lots into my account? Why should I do that? When I know how much greater riches there are in Christ. Because I've been reading His Word, because I've been hearing about Him preached. I've been meeting with other Christians and studying the Bible. I've been reading good books on theology. And they keep telling me that Christ's righteousness is of great value. Why should I worship anything else? Why should I value anything in this world in comparison to Christ and his righteousness? And then the other way that we struggle with works righteousness is not just by doing works of righteousness for an idol, but we can try and do works of righteousness for God so that he is happy with us. We can slip into this so easily as Christians. We can start to think that my salvation is dependent upon me going to church, me reading my Bible each day, me praying. When I do those things, God is going to let me into heaven. And there's whole religions built on this. They affirm Christ and his righteousness in some way, but then they also affirm a whole other ballgame of righteousness, that you have to behave in a particular way. If you're going to be saved. And so many people who have grasped something of Christ are then misled and they start to think, if I don't go to church, I'm not going to heaven. What shatters that kind of teaching? Understanding teaching about righteousness. That's what it says there in verse 13. Anyone who lives on milk being still an infant is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. If you have the teaching about Jesus Christ's righteousness in your life and you understand that his work at the cross is of such great value that nothing you try to do with your feeble little life can add to it, then going to church you recognise that can't make up for my sin. It has to be of Christ. Reading the Bible, it can't make up for my sin. Being generous with my money, giving lots to charity, it can't make up for my sin. The only thing that can make up for my sin is the righteousness of Jesus Christ, his body and blood given for me at the cross. And so when someone comes along and teaches you that for your salvation you need to do works of righteousness, you can dismantle it. You can blow all that teaching away by just holding up Christ. And his righteousness. And so you are not misled. You are not taken aback. You, you are a mature person. You're an adult. You're no longer an infant on milk. You're an adult on solid food. Who when someone comes along and offers you something that is false. You are not taken in. Because what can you do? Verse 14. But solid food is for the mature who by constant use. Constant use of Jesus Christ and his righteousness have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Do you want to be able to distinguish good from evil, not make stupid mistakes, not quarrel with other people like that was happening in the Corinthian church? Then you need to feast upon Christ and his righteousness. Are you mature? Are you on solid food? I'm so grateful to my God that he has given me the members at Des Moines Baptist who I can say in all honesty... Are very mature in Christ. You've been feasting on solid food for years before I came. I have much to be thankful for, for previous pastors here, that they have fed the people again and again on solid food. And so you are mature. There is so much peace in this church, so much, there's this littleness of quarrelling. It's not like the Corinthian church. And why is that? Because you have had people teach you about Christ's righteousness again and again. You've been on solid food. Doesn't mean that you haven't had milk in your diets as well. Milk's important, remember. But you've had teaching about Christ's righteousness, and you can see it in the people at Des Moines Baptist that you can distinguish good from evil. But only you ultimately know deep down. I have some gauge I can see by the way that you distinguish good from evil whether you're on solid food. But only deep down you know whether you are indeed feasting upon Christ and his righteousness on a regular basis. I can see you come to church and you may listen, you may not. You may keep your eyes open and I think you're listening, but I don't ultimately know. Some people are very good at tuning out. I know from experience in my own life I'm very good at tuning out. You may give an appearance that you read your Bible on a regular basis, but only you ultimately know whether you do and whether you feast on Christ and his righteousness. Are you someone who is making wise decisions in your life because you regularly digest Christ and his righteousness, are reminded of those things that you've heard before but you know that you need to hear again and again? Are you a mature person, an adult, eating solid food? Maybe you're not. Well, let 2014 be the year that you really start to not be drinking milk all the time, but to start eating solid food, to start listening to Christ and His righteousness as proclaimed in the Bible, as by other Christians around you, as by the preacher in a pulpit at church. May 2014 be the day, the year that you become mature. You stop being an infant. And you start to teach others and actually digest Christ and his righteousness. And if you're not a Christian, you're here this morning, I encourage you, embrace the elementary truths. Milk is important. And I encourage you to do what it says in verse 1, 2 of chapter 6, to listen to teaching about uh, repentance and faith in God. You need milk. Solid food is going to be difficult for you. You need milk. And so I encourage you, speak to me afterwards, speak to other people here. We love to talk to you about repentance and faith. You need milk? We'll give you milk. And then hopefully in time we can give you some solid food as well. Let us come before our God and speak with him. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you give us milk. We thank you that you also give us solid food so that when we have hard decisions to make as the world comes to us and confronts us with different desires, different temptations, different types of suffering in our lives, that we are strong adults because by constant use of solid food, of Jesus Christ and his righteousness, we are able to distinguish good from evil. We are able to live rightly before you. Lord may the people of Drummond Baptist be people who feast on solid food. May they love to be reminded of Jesus Christ and his righteousness. May we plumb the depths of Christ's work at the cross together. And may it take away all idols from our lives. May we never consider doing works to please you so that we can have salvation. May we never consider doing works for idols so that we can have pleasure in our life. But may we have Christ and Christ alone as the source of pleasure in our lives because we know how righteous he truly is and there is no one, no thing worth comparing to him. And we pray this in his name. Amen.